Hi, and welcome to No Crying in Baseball, episode 108, the That's Junior Potty Mouth to You episode. My name's Patty. I'm here with my friend Potty Mouth. Hi, Potty Mouth. Hey there. Thank you for bringing the beer today. <laughs> oh, man, I had to go far away for this beer, but it was worth it. It was totally worth it. I, yeah. Tasty. Very tasty. And that's that's going to influence. I'm just doing this like... Right, right off the bat, this is influencing my maybe speech today. It was we a, had one beer though. It was a very high ABV percentage, but we split it. Right, but we split it. So I went to Asheville for the weekend, and so there was some Biltmore Estate. There was the Downton Abbey opening weekend exhibit, which I loved a lot more than I thought it, I would. And the holiday um, decorations were up, which oh, I liked wow. fine, but didn't Wait, like as much. Holiday decorations? Well, now? you know, well they have to milk it. They have okay. to like. I mean, it was packed. It was packed, and it was lovely. And I was there with family, and it was all good. And but we made sure to go to a couple of the breweries. So yeah, our first beer was you know courtesy of Asheville, and on I drove. I drove all the way through Virginia, which is a long freaking state if you go on the diagonal. But the important thing is you pass <laughs> Pulaski, Virginia. So um, oh. Betsy Hodge, GM of the Pulaski Yankees, I waved to you. I don't know if you saw me from 81 South, but I actually waved going south and also coming back north. And your part of the world is very pretty in the fall. That sounds like a lovely place to check out foliage. It was a lovely place. On today's show, awards season continues. Today we're talking Silver Slugger and Platinum Glove, which we keep forgetting to vote on. Because it's the awards season and the hot stove, we're going to talk about a couple of statistics to make sure we all understand how we're comparing one player against the other. Baby steps. We're starting with the easy ones. We're going to talk international baseball for men and for women and a little bit of intrigue. We're going to go cross-training with women's soccer. The Padres changed their uniform colors back and all is right with the universe again. And we have a special guest interview with Potty Mouth Jr. or Junior Potty Mouth, depending. Silver Slugger Awards were announced. Those are the offense awards. We talked gold glove last week. So we've gone from gold to silver. This is how these guys are with a bat. And turns out our boyfriends are pretty good with the bat. Can we talk about our boyfriends? Yeah, I think that gold to silver thing is really interesting. So does that mean, so gold is usually better. So is that like backing up our defense is sexy sort of byline here? It is. And also Silver Slugger is alliterative. And you know how much we like the alliteration. So I think others may like that as well. So boyfriends, do you want to tell about what boyfriends are before we dive into this? Oh, right. So it's the off season. We're going to be picking new ones soon. But what we do on this podcast in the off season is look at each team. We each pick one guy from each team for something special beyond the field. Usually they're pretty good on the field, but there's something else that sort of draws our attention to them. But you've done pretty well in picking power hitters, it looks like. Yeah, it surprised me because, you know, I tend to lean towards defense because defense is sexy. But here I am with the Silver Sluggers. Let me tell you how my guys did. Um, For first base, my ex-boyfriend, my former boyfriend, Freddie Freeman of the Atlanta team, was the winner for the very first time. And it surprised me that it was his first Silver Slugger because he seems like a guy who's been there for a long time making a name and being pretty reliable. Um, Second base, my current Yankees boyfriend, DJ LeMayhew, got his first Silver Slugger for the American League. I am not surprised, although... I know, know, but it's a rule. We have to have Mm -hmm. a Yankees boyfriend. How'd you do on second base? Uh, Ozzy Albies, and I wrote down Albies because that's how you taught me to pronounce his name. 
And it's his first time, and he's a youngin, so I'm happy for Ozzy. Yeah, you know, the Atlanta team did pretty well with this. Um, more about that in a minute, but for a shortstop, my my former boyfriend from the Rockies, Trevor Story, got the Silver Slugger for the National League, and of course, surprising no one, third baseman, my once and forever boyfriend, Anthony Rendon, got this for the National League. We did pretty well in the outfield. Well, Pookie, Mookie Betts, my forever boyfriend from the Red Sox, I don't know. I, that's going to be weird because who knows what's going to happen to him in this free right? agent offseason. But he got his third silver slugger because he led the American League in runs with 135. That is pretty impressive. I did all right also in the outfield. My former boyfriend from the Astros, George Springer, who you may remember from Every postseason since, you know, I learned who he was. Um, he got that for the American League. And my current uh, Brewers boyfriend, Christian Yelich, who, boy, tempting. There's a gut one. <laughs> tempting to keep that one. Yeah. Tempting to keep him one for the National League, as did Ronald Acuna Jr. He won his first. Yelich and Springer and Rendon and Story were all on their second time around. And I had one more, uh, my my DH, which I don't believe in, but because it was listed, I had to pick one. But Nelson Cruz, Nelson Cruz got his third silver slugger. About Acuna Jr., I mean, I was my my guy Juan Soto. I think would have been there. Like there was that neck and neck, so close. But Acuna Jr. was only the third guy, age twenty one or under, to get the silver slugger. And who were the other two? Oh, boy. So um, I can't say Juan Soto because he didn't get it and he mm-hmm. wasn't eligible last year, probably, or just wasn't that good as, as good last year. But next year, I'm going to say Juan Soto. Okay. And that'll be right because he'll be 21 and under still next year when he wins that award. Um, I got to say the best baseball player in the league, Mike Trout, and then I'm out. That would be it. It's I got a, nothing. Yep. Mike Trout and Ken Griffey Jr. Oh, interestingly enough. You know, whenever they were talking about um, Juan Soto setting records or getting uh, on the right. list— Griff was always part of that list, either just above him or he just passed Griffey Jr. or something. So, yeah, yeah, I wasn't thinking. That makes sense. We got more awards. We Yeah, last week we talked about the gold gloves. And every week I fuck, or every week, <laughs> it seems like every week, every year I fuck this up. The platinum glove is the gold glove plus. There's just one for each league. So it comes out of the gold glove winners. And the gold glove is once one per position. Mm-hmm. Right, okay. Right, right. So the platinum gloves, there are only two. And what happens is after the gold gloves are announced, there's a fan vote. And that's combined with all sorts of stats that I'm not really good at. The the Sabre stats, it's defensive index, SDI, fielder's range, their arm and sure-handedness, outstanding plays with metrics included, reaction time, amount of ground covered, and velocity of throws. A lot of stats that I am just Wait, the fans vote on this? This seems like a, you know, you can pump pump it into a computer and boom, you have your winner. Well, it's fan votes plus all that. So Uh, I don't know what the... weighted somehow. Yeah, it's weighted somehow. I don't know what the weight is. I don't know what the ultimate equation is, but it sounds like really good math homework for our kids. Like, they should be able to crank this out. They would hate us. They totally would hate us. Anyway, it's only been around since 2011, which is why instinctively I'm like, what? What's a platinum glove? It's just not in my common baseball vocabulary. Because you were already old and losing your memory in 2011? Exactly. Me too. Absolutely. Exactly. So this year, the Platinum Gloves go to Nolan Arenado to nobody's surprise. It's his third Platinum Glove, but his seventh Gold Glove, and he's been playing seven years. 
So he's a defensive machine, which is kind of why that that last week I wasn't quite aware of that statistic, but I believe it was the SDI that I was referring to last week when I was saying why Nolan Arenado had beat out Rendon overall. In Not in base. my heart. Never Not in, in my right, heart. Right. Not in our hearts. But I hadn't quite understood that level of the defensive numbers, which I still don't know what they understand. But you're going to explain oh, that please. to me later. I will help you later. You're going to help me. The other guy on the other side, the American League was Matt Chapman. It was his second platinum glove, which seems kind of crazy that a platinum glove would be repeated because they've only been around since 2011. It's the best of all the gold gloves. And these two guys have repeated. And not only have they both repeated, but they're both from the same fucking high school, which is so That doesn't seem fair. It's a weird, crazy coincidence. I don't know. Or just this guy, Mike Gonzalez, their coach, must have been amazing. What high school is this? Because they should get some some airtime. Yes. El Toro High School from Lake Forest, California. And I don't know. Where is that? I I hear El Toro. And I think, um, what's uh, Bring It On, the cheerleading movie. There's a whole Toro thing. But I don't think it's that high school. So never mind. Never mind. All right. Well, we're going to have to look at that. But they were two years apart. Arenado was the elder, and so Chapman was known as Arenado's understudy at third base because he was a late bloomer. He wasn't that big in high school. So he really didn't shine in the way Arenado did, and Arenado was drafted right out of high school, whereas Chapman went on to Cal State Fullerton. Let's say it was the choice of both he and baseball as a whole, right? Let's give everybody a little bit of credit there. So he went to college and he was drafted out of college in 2014, which means, and this is super interesting, that he's only been playing in the majors for two years and he has two platinum gloves. I think that Matt Chapman is auditioning to be one of our boyfriends next year. And it seems like a lot of the research is already done. So I think when we're done with this this recording, we're going to do rock, paper, scissors. Absolutely. Let's see who wins this one. Well, I, I kind of thought he already was yours, but you no, already Matt had Olson. a Matt or two. I have the other Matt, Matt okay. Olson. Matt Olson's first base. Matt Chapman is third base. It was kind of a toss-up. So I don't know. I don't think that gets me dibs, but I would like to claim that for next year. Well, this is mighty sexy defense. So, well, And neither one of us has claimed Arenado before either. That's because I'm bitter. I'm bitter because I want people to think that Rendon is the best because uh, I believe in my heart he's the best. Well, He gets enough attention, frankly. That, I have nothing that against him. I have nothing at all against him. He's a wonderful player, probably a fine human being. But I'm so pro Rendon, I have to like pretend he's I, not out there. I get it, but but we have to choose no new boyfriends soon. And okay. what we do, dear listeners, when we choose these boyfriends is we profile them in the most interesting of ways. So maybe you'll be hearing the backstory on these two guys in the near future. Uh, the only player, by the way, with more platinums than Nolan Arenado is my ex-boyfriend, Yadier Molina. Your former boyfriend, because it wasn't really a breakup. No, I can't break up with him. No, no, you can't quit him. You're going to teach me stuff, right? Sure, but before I do that, I want to remind folks that um, you are going to know... Wow, what's the award? Oh, Rookie of the Year is being announced oh, after right. we record tonight. So we won't be able to talk about that, but you'll already know. Here's another Doctor Who moment for us. You right. will know because you will be two days beyond us, even though we're two days ahead of you. And the Rookie of the Year is going to be announced like in an hour and from when we're done. What we can promise is that next week on this very podcast that we will be talking about as many awards that get mentioned because we made predictions at the beginning of the year. So we're going to fess up and see how well we predicted. I bet you did well. I'm going to guess one. I think I got Rookie Mm -hmm. of the Year National League and probably nothing else. But that's okay. We'll see. Part of what we talk about when awards are 
are given out, when awards are awarded. And also <laughs> when free agents are compared to one another and when trades are made, we look at statistics. And often we smile and nod and repeat statistics without, and I mean us, I mean me, I'm going to speak for myself, that I have an idea of what I'm talking about, but I may not be completely sure. So, well, so I'm like five steps below that, as you guys all know. Yeah, but you're awfully pretty cute. Much. You're pretty <laughs> well, cute. Gee, thanks. So, I'll, I'll ask Ernest questions. How about that? So I'm actually kind of doing a book report over the next couple of weeks. My kid has a lot of baseball books, and they got left behind when my child went off to college. And one of them is called Smart Baseball. And it's written by Keith Law, who's a writer for ESPN. And he actually has a um, had a career working in front offices. So he's got he's worked in baseball and also written about baseball. And I like his tone and his style. And what his book is about is comparing the stats we all know and repeat and have for 100 years and how they may not be the right way to really evaluate players based on the information we have now because of things like StatCast and the technologies we have to really record what people are doing and also the way the game is played has changed a lot since these first stats were built. So we're going to talk about the easy stats that we hear Thank a you. lot about today. And we're going to build on this. This is going to make the baby step episode, okay? The first thing you need to know is the difference between a plate appearance and an at-bat. Do you know what that is? Plate appearance and an at-bat. They All seem right. like they should be the same it thing, right? It does seem like it should be the same thing. All right, help me out here. Okay, so... Sometimes when, when you're watching on TV, watching a game, and they say, okay, he's two for three with a walk. The with a walk, he may have been... Doesn't count. It doesn't count, right? Oh. There's a couple things that don't count. A plate appearance is every time you're at, you know, you come to the plate, when, you, okay. when, you, when, you, when you're ready, when box. you have a turn, when mm-hmm. your turn comes up. But if you walk or you're hit by a pitch or you hit a sacrifice fly or a sacrifice bunt, and there's one or two other things, those don't count as an at Bat. Even sacrifices. That part I did not know. Even like sacrifices. So I you might get. be two for three with a sack fly right. or a sack bunt. But anytime you show up at home plate with a bat in your hand, it's your turn. That's a plate appearance. Now, weirdly, both of these things come into play with batting average, which is how we decide who wins the batting title, right? The player who has the highest batting average wins the batting title. Well, all that means is that player has the, the highest number of hits over at-bats, right? Those hits could all be singles, right? right and remember, right. at-bats doesn't mm-hmm. include the walks or any of those, any other way you could get on base. Right. It just says that you hit safely in however many, you know, what percentage of your at-bats. So a better way to maybe judge how powerful a hitter you are, you might hear people say, oh, he hits for average. Right. That means he may always hit singles, mm-hmm. right? But his batting average is 315, which is pretty good, mm-hmm. right? If someone has a h- higher slugging percentage, that's more accurate into what kind of hits they're actually hitting. Because the way that is, is defined is the number of bases. Base. So if you hit a single or you hit a double, that's a two. Mm-hmm. If you hit a triple, that's a three. Or a home run, that's a four. All those numbers over your at-bats. And that those when you get a higher number there, that shows that you're more of a power hitter, right? You're hitting more. It shows you. Are you're you putting hitting, yourself into position where you can get scored. Are, are yeah. you hitting so extra you're base You're doing hits? your job. Right. And you, you are hitting more than necess- 
possibly you're only hitting singles, but it, it, it would be higher if you're hitting extra bases, right. right? So that's kind of a more accurate picture of the way that you hit, not just that you hit. Mm-hmm. The batting average is you hit. Slugging percentage is how much you hit for power. The other one that we always talk about, I talk about all the time, is RBIs. Right, so tell me what RBI means. Runs batted in. Right, and my my boyfriend once and forever, Anthony Rendon, has like 121 this year, and that's awesome. But you know what? He hits behind Trey Turner right. and it, Adam Eaton, who always get on base. That's what I was going to say. So if you have good sluggers in front of you, the RBI is going to work out. Right, so you might have a super high slugging percentage because you're hitting doubles or you're hitting mm-hmm. triples. But if the guys in front of you aren't getting in, on base, you're not going to have that high RBI number. So RBIs probably shouldn't be taken into account when you're looking at MVP, for instance, hmm. because that you can't control that. Right. That's not your responsibility. And it depends on where you are in the batting order, right? That's where your cleanup does. hitter is yep. going to like rake that in. Clean it up. Yep. So those are just some basic stats we're going to start with this week. And I'm going to be like some teachers that I hear about who learn the lesson the day or two before they teach the lesson. <laughs> I don't know how, where I heard that before, but that's what I'm going to try to do. So next week, we'll kind of build on these very basic ones. But when you hear these stats, comp- and they're comparing players, remember what they actually mean. Remember what they're actually telling you. Yeah, that that's me teaching biology last year, by the way. You know what I did when I woke up the other morning? Had, co- had coffee. Did you have yeah, coffee? So I wake up killer early you because do. I'm a high school teacher. Five o'clock in the fucking morning and I turn on my computer and I watched baseball, live baseball at 5 a.m. over over my coffee. Yes, it was the coolest thing. So I want to share it with you all because you too can join me in doing this this week and just this week, just till November 17th. We can come over? We can come over and join (laughs) you in person? I will make you coffee. Yes, come come on over. Don't tempt me. You know that's like my secret thing. And and actually, the the kegerator in the corner, we could just start it off right. Anyway, (laughs) the World (laughs) Baseball and Softball Confederation, the folks who brought you the World Baseball Class, Mm -hmm. that we have talked about in the past, which is International Baseball Tournament, right now has another tournament going on called the Premier 12 Tournament. And it's 12 because it started with 12 teams. These 12 teams were internationally ranked by the International Baseball Federation, which has been ranking baseball teams since 2009, so not that long ago. These are national teams? These are sort of. So so this is what I don't quite get is where the teams come from. But it seems to be an Olympics kind of thing where the team gets put together for a tournament because the baseball was last in the Olympics in 2008. And I didn't do enough research. I'm fessing up right now to know why they were chopped, but they're coming back in 2020. So that's a big stretch of time during which I'm going to hypothesize here. International baseball had to sort of get its acting gear and look like it's worthy of the Olympics. Yeah, they're auditioning. That's that's what I'm thinking. It's a a good story and I'm going to stick with it. The Premier 12 tournament is the 12 best ranked teams in the world. And this is only the second time that this has happened. So we're building on success. And the previous time was pretty successful because there was a breakout pitcher from Japan. And who do you think that might have been? Does he now play in the major leagues? He does. Does he also bat like nobody's business? He does. Might that be 
Shohei Otani. Right. So I think that's adding cred to this whole, like, we should be all watching folks get up at five in the morning tomorrow to watch the Premier 12 tournament. We are now down to the super round. So it started with three groups. And actually, some of the games were in Mexico. So you could, if you had been following the program, you could have been watching some late afternoon games, plus these early morning games from Taiwan and Korea. But now in the super round, the two stadiums are both in Japan. One is the Zozo Marine Stadium, which is not quite as cool as Mazda Zoom Zoom, which we talked about with the World Baseball Classic. I like that both Zoom or Zoom what, and Zozo exist, though. It makes it, me kind of happy. It's told, And it's worth tuning in. But also they're back in the Tokyo Dome, which is where they were with the Baseball Classic. The games are at 12 p.m. and 7 p.m., Japan time. So if you do the math, uh, you can figure out that if you're on the Eastern time zone like we are, that means 10 p.m. and 5 a.m. Who needs sleep in between? Nobody. Nobody. So if you're like a late night kind of person, catch the 10 o'clock game. If you are a high school teacher like me, get up early and watch the 5 a.m. game. And that's going to be going on all week this week. Well, the 11th, 12th, 13th, 15th, and 16th. And then the finals are in the 17th. Where can you watch this? Just going to ask that question. Where, Potty Mouth, can we watch this? You can watch it for free, absolutely for free with Facebook Live. I also hear that you can go to gametime.sport, punto, point sport. How do you do that? Dot. It's dot. dot. It's dot. All right. Gametime.sport, but I have not had any luck. They have told me that I am not in the right time zone or something like that. But we're middle-aged women, so Facebook is our friend. Yeah. So go, go to Facebook. Meanwhile, oh, oh, who's playing in this? That is the question. So we have a U.S. team there. The U.S. team is in the Super Round, along with Mexico, Japan, Korea, Australia, in an upset. They were not seeded that high. Um, they upset Canada. Canada is not in. And How? Chinese Taipei. I forgot to tell you this before the show. I figured out this Chinese Taipei thing. Did you? So it is the same thing as Taiwan. We all call it Taiwan, but in international competitions like the Olympics and like this baseball stuff, China doesn't like Taiwan being called Taiwan. So the Chinese Taipei is a compromise. So it's the same thing, but it's to placate China, who's not in this anyway. So go figure. (laughs) The U.S. team, though, seems to be a mix of guys who... We're in the majors and maybe not stellar and are kind of on that AAA back to majors back and forth slip or up and coming minor stars who are in like AAA and going to burst out any minute. And the two that I picked from that was Eric Kratz, who is a catcher who has been on a boatload of major league teams most recently with the Yankees, which is why I recognize the name. So I didn't actually research too much. I just picked out the guys I recognize. The other guy I recognize, to no one surprised, is somebody in the Red Sox system, Bobby Dahlbeck, who was up for, as you would say, a cup of coffee, coffee last season. But uh, didn't play much. Third base. But he will be up soon. So that's the kind of guys on the U.S. team. There's more international baseball. So much more. Women's baseball. We talked about the Women's Baseball World Cup, which is coming back in 2020 next year. And so there's qualifying rounds going on all over the place. We know that the U.S. has already qualified as well as Canada, Venezuela, France in that European tournament we talked about, Mexico. And now we have the Women's Baseball Asian Cup, which is happening in Panda Stadium in China. Oh, I like that one. That sounds adorable. Oh, I said adorable. It is. Cheers. So four out of eight teams are being chosen. So you can also watch that. But wait, there's more women's baseball. Uh Uh-uh. 
Australia is going to be the second、uh, country and continent. To have a women's baseball league. We know that Japan has had a league, which I, I've heard mixed, dicey things about. So, you guys, if anybody has more info on what's going on in Japan, please let me know. But as far as I know, they're the only women's league country out there. And Australia is now number two with four teams starting in 2021, but they're going to do practice stuff this year coming up. So, you hear about women's teams in the United States, there's just not a national. League that、right. has been developed. There are pockets of women's baseball, but they are not yet connected. So that is the difference. And if we can get it together, we can be number three. Which is pathetic. Where did baseball start? <sighs> Cooperstown. Yeah. Yeah, well, sort of. That's, that's urban myth. But anyway, hey, speaking of women's international sports, we're going to cross train for just a second with women's soccer because there's news. We have talked before about how the U.S. women's national team has been. Basically, suing for pay equity because the men's national team is paid so much more than the women's national team. And this past week, there was news because the courts decided that the women who play for the national team have are, can be considered a class. It can be a class action、hey. suit. It doesn't say necessarily that it's that the, the,、um, that the argument is. Necessarily valid, but it, they have extended class、uh. action status. But the other thing that has happened is they've said that,、um, well, US soccer had said, well, some women are paid more than men. These are the women who are winning bonuses because they're winning national championships and the men aren't. But this doesn't say that the Pay the regular pay is the same. I mean, you it's could, just prize money, is what you're talking right, about. Right. So, so US soccer is saying, well, but if the women net more money, they're getting paid more. And that's like saying, well, you、oh、could be paid.、God. One of the articles I read said that's the equivalent of saying, well, you're paid half as much, but if you work three times as many hours, you get paid more. Right? So you see where the inequity is. So that is kind of where we are now. They're basically paid, the women are paid less. Per game. And、Absolutely. that is the crux of the matter. There is a trial date set for May 5th, 2020. So more to come. But this is a positive move. This is the courts recognizing that, yes, you have standing. There is a problem to be discussed. We will be watching that. I have some more international news, though.、Can、I want to hear go, that. Can I go back into another country? Please do.、So、What this country? Is, this is hysterical because it, it connects with so many folks that we know from Major League Baseball. I'm going to go to the Dominican Republic. And last year, we did some、uh, Winter League looking at. And I want to do that more because there's so much baseball happening now. I talked about the World Baseball and Softball Confederation stuff this week. But if you finish this week and you want to keep watching baseball, And people who are in the MLB system, so the same minor league players, some of the major league players, look at Dominican Republic, look at Puerto Rico, look at Venezuela. We're gonna look at Dominican Republic right now. Last year, we followed them, and I latched on to the Estrellas Orientales because they had Fernando Tatis Jr. And even then, I was checking this guy out, my soon to be boyfriend from the Padres, because his dad was managing the team. And when I talked about Tatis Jr., we talked about the dynasty of his family and his dad as a super player. He's managing the team, Tatis Jr. is on the team. 
and they ended up winning. And this is like one of the few times that I made a prediction based basically on air, but I made a prediction and it came out happening. They won the Dominican League for the first time in 51 years. So this was a big fucking deal and it was huge for the Tatis family and they got lots of recognition from it. And I see this headline that he just got fired. Tatis Sr. as manager. Wait, wait. wait, You'd say he just won a a championship. Last year. It was such a big deal. So the last time he managed, he won a championship and he was just fired? And and this was the weird part. He was fired by Manny Acta. And I was like, Manny Acta, that sounds so familiar. We know that name. We know that name. He was the first manager hired as a manager of the Washington Nationals, right? Frank Robinson came over with the Expos. But once here in D.C., Manny Acta was hired. He did a shit job. Well, I can't. I, no, I hate that, to that, say that. That's a little strong. I, that is a little strong. Maybe he did, he was loved. I, don't, I wasn't around following the Nationals that closely then. But he ended up getting fired. Um, and he actually is currently working as a Marin, Mariners bench coach. But it turns out that he is the vice president of operations of the Estrellas Orientales in the Dominican Republic. And so it was his job to deliver the message. I, apparently, it wasn't completely his decision, but whatever management structure decided to, to fire Fernando Tati Sr. just a few days ago. I got to believe that did not go over well, because like you said, it's a dynasty. This is a loved family. Right. And and of course, Tatis Jr. now is a superstar in his own right, which happened just over this past year. So he immediately took to social media bashing this, saying, well, the, di- the Tatis dynasty is going to say goodbye to to you. We're gone. We're out of here. And he hashtagged the no respect. And then he was backed up by other guys that we know and love. Vladimir Guerrero Jr., uh, Edwin Encarnacion from the Yankees, and Miguel Sano from the Twins, who actually played on Estrellas Orientales last year. So he should have gotten that championship ring. And he said to the organization, you can send the ring to my house. I am not showing up for the ceremony. Ouch. Yeah. Do you think they can they can like slowly back out of this? I have, no, it seems like the fans are like going batshit. Like right? they're protesting. Wow. Everybody is freaked out. So I don't totally understand what came behind this, but it's like a telenovela, which is a Spanish soap opera, which are always like just uber gushy, like lots of stuff. Uber gushy. Uber gushy. Uber gushy is awesome. There is a connection with what you were talking about with um, today's grooming segment, which is the San Diego Padres have changed their uniforms back to the brown and gold. And there is great rejoicing. They're also going back to some pinstripes, which they haven't had in a long time. There's very few pinstripes out there. So I think that's kind of bold, too. The other bold move is that they will be the only team not to have gray away uniforms. Their away uniforms are going to be Sand. Yeah, gray just does not go with brown. No, it does it, not. No, so they're doesn't. going with sand. Yeah, that works. And what the fans, the fans have been calling for this man. They, you know, they went to blue to honor like the navy and the naval presence in San Diego. But oh, that was why. Yeah, sure. I did not oh, know that. I mean, but all so many teams, including all the ones we love personally, are red and blue. Yeah, that's right. A common and, it, thing. and you can't tell who the heck is who. And so the the um, the Padres fans are like we want to know that's our team on the field. We want to know by looking these are our guys. We want to be distinctive on the field. And um the executive chairman 
of the Padres said, people wanted Brown. We gave it to them. Now we got to start winning baseball games, which I appreciate. But you were telling me they had a rally to announce this. Yeah, and 5,000 fans were there. I think season ticket holders got <laughs> priority. But the, the love by the fans for this is they are totally behind this. And it was Fernando Tatis Jr. and Machado and Hosmer, sort of like their top three Came out and top three or top three babes. I I, ooh, I don't know. They're I think both, I think kind of both. Yeah. But a rumor has it that the crowd broke into the chant, "We want Strasburg." No. Well, I don't blame them. I don't either. I don't want you to have them, Padres, because I want to keep him. But I'm a little greedy. I I feel so mixed about that though you don't, because do you? well, I I love him and he should stay. But if he's gonna go anywhere, that's a good. That yeah. there's that. That's okay, a good if caveat. He's gonna go anywhere. He's gonna go to the Padres just it would be kind of poetic and I just feel like they they deserve between all this stuff going on last year with Machado and Tatis and really breaking out and now this uniform thing I think they deserve a banner year he would look very nice in brown but I want to keep him rocking the red as much as we possibly can yep now we've got a special guest interview. Sometimes this person is referred to as Potty Mouth Jr., but that's actually a little unclear because this person has Potty Mouth as an honorary parent. I'm the actual parent, so I would prefer to go with Junior Potty Mouth, someone who has been trained by emergency backup mom, Potty <laughs> well Mouth. trained since an early age. Hello, Junior Potty Mouth. Hello. So Junior Potty Mouth, how is, are you guys? We are good. <laughs> it's good to talk to you, Cam. You want to tell us where you're where you're talking to us from? Coming to you live from Rochester, New York. Wow. So I hear you're a Nats fan and may have been to a couple of games over the past few years, possibly with one or more of your mom, honorary parents. Huh. Just a few, you know, every now and then. Yeah. So. I know you may have heard the Nats won the World Series. We'd like to repeat that as often as possible. How was that for you, kind of following this from a distance, not with your regular baseball viewing folks? Well, I was a little upset just that they seemed to have waited until I moved to a college in a different state to do this, so I couldn't get back as easy. Um, actually, it's not a different state, D.C. for statehood. Um, anyway, <laughs> but... <laughs> Yeah, so it was kind of rough, you know, because I was used to being at all the games, and we went to, I believe it was a wild card game a few years ago, and to see that happening, and for the first time, like, since the Nats had moved, to not be able to have access to that was really rough, to, like, not be able to at least, you know, hop on the red line and go downtown or whatever. Yeah, totally unfair. I mean, you put in your time, serious time. Yeah. <laughs> so how did you watch, and who did you watch with? So I pulled it up on your cable account (laughs) on my computer. (laughs) Kudos to mom. And I set it up in my tiny little dorm lounge, whatever. Each floor has like a room with a sofa and a microwave. And I set it up and I had the Nationals blanket that I got for Christmas last year. It's good luck. And one of my friends up here is also a Nationals fan. So she right away was like, oh, yeah, of course we'll watch with you. And we thought it was just going to be the wild card game. And then obviously they won the wild card game. And so we had to keep watching it. We had to keep watching it in the same room. Oh, of course. And then, yeah. And then another one of my friends had never watched baseball before because they're like a football family. But she kept asking us if we wanted to practice for a really big presentation that we had. (laughs) 
And we were like, well, no, we have to watch the game. <laughs> Priorities. Yeah. And, and yeah. mom approval here. Double mom approval. Yeah. So we're like, no, we can't practice. We have to watch the game. And she was like, oh, okay. What if I come practice like in the same room as you're playing the game? And we we're like, sure, 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 sure. <laughs> and then we won that game. So then she had to be involved too, you know? So then it was the three of us. And then it just kept building like that. Like someone would want to do something that night, like go out to dinner and we'd be like, well, no, but <laughs> you can come watch baseball on my tiny computer. Awesome. Yeah. And so I ended up at the end of the series bribing one of them with a scarf because it's cold up here. And I told her, if you watch these last games with us, I'll give you the scarf that I'm making right now. Would that be your stress crocheting? That would be my stress crocheting. It's like she knows you. Mm-hmm. She does. <laughs> now, when you when when the wild card game was won, you made a promise. Yeah. So one of my good friends from high school, Rosie, goes to Syracuse, which is about an hour and a half away from Rochester. And I brought my car to school, and she didn't. And that becomes important later. And when we won the wild card game, I FaceTimed her and our other friend Avery, and I said, Rosie, if we win the World Series, I'm gonna drive us I'm gonna drive us home. Of course you are. And she was like, Don't say those words. <laughs> so <laughs> for the rest of the series and the like playoff run, we kept referring to it as, you know, if we do it or if we have that thing. You know. Because you can't speak it because you'll curse it. Yeah. And so we kept getting closer, and I kept being like, okay, actually, if we win it in five, I'm supposed to go to a Halloween thing that night, so what am I going to (laughs) do? And then it just kept building up like that. And finally, we won, and she called me right after we won, and she said, okay, when are you picking me up? (laughs) Nice. And God bless the Nationals for planning a party on a weekend. Yeah. Otherwise, I would have had to take off work, and I don't know how to do that. I am so excited that you came back for it. So, And you actually met up with a bunch of other folks from here too, right? Who also yeah. came home. Yeah. So one of my friend, my friend Avery, the other one in the DC sports group chat from high school, goes to school in Maryland. So she didn't have quite as long a commute. But we got to find her and hang out with you guys for the parade and then break off for the rally, which was fun. It was awesome to hang out with you there. And then, you know, your your baseball season didn't stop when ours did. You had a field trip this weekend. Yeah, so I was a family in Albany. So I've heard that. I was, yes, you, you, you know that. <laughs> they don't. So I had been in Albany about a month ago. And my uncle was like, oh, hey, like, if you come back, we should go to the Hall of Fame because I think that would be really fun. And this is a baseball Hall of Fame. I'm sorry. So you should go to the Baseball Hall of Fame. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, that would be fun. And then he texted me when I got back to Rochester, and he was like, actually, is there a weekend in November you want to come down? And so we decided on last weekend. And then the Nationals won the World Series. And then there was going to be, like, maybe national stuff in the Hall of Fame. So it became even more of a thing. And we got there, and the exhibit was still Red Sox. Uh, Yay, that's so cool. (laughs) But if you walked around to the little, like they've got a locker for each team that shows 
like two jerseys and then a few other artifacts like so and so's home run ball, what that kind of thing. And each one says the name of the team and like where the franchise originated if it moved and then retired numbers and World Series wins. And so I saved the Nationals one for very the very, very last and I walked all the way around and I walked back to it and it said World Series wins twenty nineteen. Yeah. I was like, oh my god. Did oh you cry? God. Did you cry? I would have cried. I almost cried. Yeah. I didn't fully cry, okay. but I was getting there. So was that your highlight? I mean, if people go to the Hall of Fame, I have to go back. I haven't been for years. But if folks who are listening want to go to the Hall of Fame, what is the do not miss thing that you saw? Well, they did have a women in baseball exhibit. Yay. That talks a lot about the All-American Girls League. So that was fun. But they also have this little setup of um, baseball cards, and it's called, like, cards your mother threw away, (laughs) like that kind of thing. (laughs) And so it tells you the history of, like, baseball cards, and cigarette companies used to make them. And then it was like, well, but they wanted to market them to kids. And then there's these big drawers that you can pull out, and it shows, like, baseball cards from that decade. Wow. So, like, my uncle was looking in the 70s to look for the ones that he had when he was really little. That his mom threw out. (laughs) That his mom threw out, right? Yeah. Grandma. And then I was looking in, like, the 2010s to look for... I actually found a Jordan Zimmerman Nationals one, which was fun. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, just to look for names I recognized. And that was really fun. It was such a good exhibit. I think we might want to figure out, like, a no-crying-in-baseball field trip. I've never been, and I feel super lame about that. Yeah, we need to go. Hey, if we go back, Junior Potty Mouth, would you go back with us? I would absolutely go back. Yay. Excellent. That would be awesome. Yay. Love it. How are you going to, like, spend your time until pitchers and catchers report? Hockey. This is a hockey school. Yeah, it is. Um, All right, cross-training. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, just keep us posted on anything we need to know. One last question. Did it snow in Rochester today? It did snow in Rochester today. It's still snowing in Rochester today, actually, I believe. Whoa. Wait, today is November 11th, right? This isn't even the first snow of the season, body mouth. (laughs) Yeah, wow. Oh, old days of me being in New England. It's all coming back. I I don't miss it. All right, Junior Potty Mouth, we are going to let you get back to work because we know. Because your mom wants you to study. <laughs> because because both of your moms want you to do well because then you can come home and see us both for Thanksgiving and oh, we, we miss you. we are so excited for the whole Thanksgiving get together with all the junior level potty people, right? They're all potty mouths. They like really are me. all potty mouths. You should be proud yes, of the effect you've I'm had so proud. on the next generation. All right, my friend. I love you. You're great. I love you, too. Have a good night. Have a good night, moms. (laughs) So a big thanks to Junior Potty Mouth for giving us the uh, here's what it's like to be a Nats fan from college in a place where Nats fans are not and why we should all go to the Hall of Fame. I'm up for it. Yeah. So um, so Potty Mouth told you about some international baseball we could be watching this week. Other than that, I don't know. I think maybe people should be catching up on on past episodes if they haven't heard them yet.
Absolutely. And follow us on social media. You can find us on Twitter at NCIB Podcast or on Facebook and Instagram at No Crying and B-Ball or check out our website at NoCryingAndBball.com. And please tell your friends because we love the bandwagon. There's room for everybody. Absolutely. Hey, it's getting late. Say goodnight, Potty Mouth. Good night, Potty Mouth. <laughs>